0: Long pass comes to center. Right. in over the line. Here's a chance now for the Panthers. Ubeda scores. No
1: God. Little Stad lost, that he came in front. Of the shot off the goal post. They score on the rebound. No God. Please no.
0: No. Parkov Barca park for the champion in the short side. He did it. And Florida has a three to one lead. No.
1: I leaving it to Uberdo. He goes in on the back hand and scores. No!
0: How's it going everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo podcast. Joe and Luke once again. How are you doing? Luke? Uh well Joe,
1: you heard the song. I called you on the way here to say, hey, we got to change the song because I had made the intro yesterday with a different song, and it was much more somber. And this one, I I grew angry as the day went on, and I I called you this morning and said, Joe, we got to change the song. And I knew you were there already, so everything sucks, okay? Everything does suck. This team sucks. This state sucks, okay? Everything sucks, quite frankly. You want to know what I owe the state in taxes? What would that be? Uh, two hundred twelve dollars. Yeah. So I That's don't know. Not good. I don't know why I owe them. Uh, because I'm a student and I feel like there should be some. Uh, I don't know. Some kind of breaks there, but
0: whatever. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you don't know, uh, I work at Tuds. Another. Mm-hmm. You know, side job. you not a side job, but you know. You know, you get the point, but... Side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yesterday was our customer appreciation day, mm-hmm. and we 92-cent hot dogs all day. Uh, if you stopped by the Lancaster location, you probably saw me. I was there all day. I was, was there from there. 8 in the morning and 9.30 at night. So, yeah, I am exhausted, mentally exhausted from the Sabres and physically exhausted from touching hot dogs all day Mm -hmm. so uh the name
1: the name of the band who does that song everything sucks is the descendants which is fitting since the sabers are the descendants of mediocrity as we can see over these last couple of seasons less than segue thank you less (laughs) than mediocrity that is the team is bad
0: scary bad scary bad yes and we have a whiteboard behind us. You know, there's our title. And these guys
1: are bad, scary bad.
0: Have, I'm pretty sure we've used that. We have might we really? Have. I don't know. But if we if we haven't, that's the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a whiteboard sitting behind us where we put all the topics. The hockey guy memorial whiteboard, yes. as we call it. Uh, we put all the topics that we're gonna talk about and. In gi- our producer, Dean, actually wrote this for us. If you didn't know, yes, we do have a producer. His name's Dean. He's very shy. He doesn't like to talk much, but he, he does help out a ton. So, yes, he wrote Sabers suck in gigantic letters right at the top. So, I think let's just get right into the pain and misery that have been the last three games of the season. Now. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't watch the Rangers and the Devils games, thankfully, because they got smacked by the Rangers. I get that the Rangers scored a few goals in quick succession towards the end of the game. But after that game, people I see people sugarcoating a 6-2 to loss, and I'm just like, come on. We're sugar, we're out here sugarcoating a 6-2 to loss. Are you kidding me?
1: And much like this team allows goals to guys like Jace Howerluck and Milan Lucic... <laughs> They also allow goaltenders such as... Corey. Alex
0: Georgiev. Uh, yeah. Corey Schneider, who has won one game yes. in regulation over the past year. That's what How? we allow
1: a man, Corey Schneider, who had just won his first game in a year, win his second consecutive game.
0: Mm-hmm. James so. Reimer. James Reimer. You know what, though? Has, he's not the same James Reimer that was in Toronto.
1: Georgiev, 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 I've heard it said both ways. Uh, he had a 55-state performance a good season before. He's a nice goalie, but He's come a goalie. On. Come on. Um, really?
0: but it's the Rangers, the Devils, and the Panthers, two teams that you should be better than, yeah. but you lost. How many points out were they by the by the Ranger game? I
1: think we, we were five. Might have been,
0: no, I don't, it might have even been less. It might have we been four. four. They might have even had games in hand. And then they go out, lay an egg. You got the Devils, who are one of the worst teams in the league, and you go out, lay an egg. And then you got the lead going into the third period against the Panthers, and to no surprise, just the pure, utter saber killers that are Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto just do their thing and just wreck shop on this team. I don't understand. This team, pardon my language, pardon the lewdness,
1: they defecated on the ice in that third period. Mm-hmm. They absolutely just and it happened gave before up. against the Panthers this year too at home. You know what? This game can be used as evidence or as some kind of some kind of uh theory proving uh source that this team might be trying to lose because there is no excuse for this third period and how horrible they were.
0: They were awful. They were I awful. I could not believe my eyes, and honestly, do I? I'm not, I wasn't surprised actually, but it's horrible that we've come to this point where you just come to expect a collapse like that. You got a one nothing lead. Jack Eichel had a goal taken off because mm-hmm. of stupid offside challenge. It shouldn't be in the league. Also, Vladimir Sbuka scored. We called him out last week. We even named the title after him. So Badka, but. Anyways, he still sucks. I don't care. He scored. Saboka is just it, pure and utter trash.
1: It is becoming more and more evident that almost everybody on
0: this team is replaceable. Yeah, pretty the, much. The, you can get better at every single position. Who has to stay? Who, under any circumstances, has to stay?
1: Michael, Reinhardt, Dahlin. Mm-hmm. And that is practically it. Pilot.
0: Mm. Middle stat. You can't get better than Lawrence Pilot. Well, you, but he's young. True. He's still young, and he, he is struggling. Fine, we'll recently. put him in that category
1: for now. Uh, Casey Middlestat can stay, obviously. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, yeah. you can get so much better than.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like Evan Rodriguez, mm-hmm. but... I but mean, you can get better than him. Yeah, you can. You know what? Here's, a, here, here's what I got to thinking about. Okay? Maybe... Rodriguez scoring like this isn't so impressive. Maybe he's only scoring because he's playing and he shouldn't deserve to be playing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like he's only. You don't get what I'm saying. Let me let me let me try and think about this. Okay, let me try and think. Obviously, you can get better than him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to articulate what I'm saying, but pretty much you can get so much better than all these guys. Mm-hmm. I know I pretty much said just said he's scoring cuz he's playing, but that's how I'm trying to say it's there's a deeper meaning behind this that I can't quite articulate he's at the moment
0: in a more expanded role yes. in Buffalo than where he would be pretty much anywhere else. Pretty much. Yeah, that that's it. That's it. And and yeah. So that's Ryan's what I'm saying. Yeah. kind of like Tyler Ennis on the tank teams, maybe? Yes. Yes. yes, All right.
1: Pretty much what I'm saying is we have bad players, okay? It and Rodriguez is, isn't bad. We're he's not, 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 no, he's not bad, but, that, but. It, it, it is becoming, coaching is the biggest problem, but the players are becoming more and more evident that that they're a problem as well.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. the This is, again, we say it all the time, this isn't a finished product, uh, although people might think that they're ready to take that step and go out and trade for rentals and whatnot, they're not there yet. And whether you like it or not, that's the case. They're not there yet.
1: You know, uh, Jason Bottrell's comments yesterday, as de- as uninspiring and demoralizing as they were, I understand what his philosophy is. You only want he he recognizes that this team is nowhere near being a contender. Yeah, and he rec- and his philosophy, and we might just have to deal with
0: this. It's trust the process. Yeah, basically. Th-
1: pretty much, and he wants to bring in guys who are going to help us long term. Mm-hmm. He's obviously still thinking about making trades.
0: Yeah, he said multiple times yesterday yeah, that the he's, they're always looking to improve the team, whether mm-hmm. that's at the trade deadline or in the off season. He's going to look at it. And just this misconception that he's just sitting on his hands, not doing no. anything. Like, how do we know he's – it takes two to tango, people. Mm-hmm. He might be trying to improve this team actively right now, but nobody's trying to make a trade. Mm-hmm. People, like, the market right now, they're probably all waiting on Duchesne, Stone, Panarin, other stuff like that. The moves that Bottrell wants to make are hockey trades. Guys like – well, Alexander Wenberg's name came up – couple days ago mm-hmm. his name's come up uh like an andre burakovsky names like these that are probably going to be moved in the off season because if you have ever like paid attention to hockey around the trade deadline how many hockey trades involving young players like wenberg mm-hmm. uh burakovsky or michael grandland are involved at the trade deadline they don't happen mm-hmm. so you can't fault Bottrell for not being able to make a hockey trade it, it, this isn't NHL 19 where you can just turn the trade difficulty down and pull up the trade screen and do whatever the heck you want mm-hmm. if that's not that's not how it works
1: yeah and personally I am extremely glad that he doesn't want to get rentals because why on earth would you want to give
0: up a Carl Hagman? for example. Carl yeah. Haglin would have made sense like a month and a half ago. Or does he have, two goals or something? Yeah, something like that. But yeah,
1: I, I'm not looking to give up a third-round pick or something for a dude who isn't even going to resign here. That is mm-hmm. that is completely the opposite direction where this team has to go. Haglin
0: would have made sense a month and a half ago. It doesn't make sense now. This team is done. You just got dummied by three teams that you should be better than, and now you're six points out of the second wild-card spot. <laughs> And it's we over. we have a horrifying stretch coming up. Yes, a horrifying you got stretch. Got Tampa, Toronto, a couple times I think. Mm-hmm. Washington. They might even have Tampa again. Is Boston in there? Maybe. They they're due to face Boston. Yeah, they got Tampa, Washington, Toronto, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and you got Edmonton, which should be an easy one. Chicago. Chicago's should be, hot. Should be an easy one. Yes. And they got dummied by Edmonton last time, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. Trade deadline is next Monday. So I'm not anticipating any big moves, and I don't think you should either.
1: Folks, there are positives, though, because the playoffs in general begin
0: soon. We'll we'll play off hockey soon. It's going to be another depressing spring where we're like, hey. you know. It's been like nine years since... We've seen Sabres playoff hockey. We're almost halfway to the Bills playoff drought that Mm -hmm. once was for the Sabres. Yes. I just can't wait for the NFL draft to pull me out of this misery. That's what I want. I don't care. I don't care. I just want to see. Like, this is painful. It's painful. Like, if you you listened last year or if you're newer, this was every week Mm -hmm. last year. It was painful, and this team is starting to remind me of the team last year, the year before last year, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that. And it's just mentally draining at this point. Mm-hmm. And I get the frustration, but, hey, let's just keep in mind this team, it's a mess. It was a mess last year, and it's not going to – Be easy to fix. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim Murray did some damage here. He also did some good. A lot more bad. A lot more More bad. But. He did not draft well. And again, that's not all on him. That's the scouting staff, too. Because remember, oil change. That's true. GMs don't really. Unless it's like. Murray might have had say because he's got a scouting background. But guarantee you that, like, he didn't. Say hey, we're picking Bryson Martin right here. No, that was probably Kevin Devine, or who is still here, by the way, for some reason. You look, you look back at all the shortcomings drafting by the Sabers since like Jim Benning left. How is Kevin Devine still in the organization? I'm not going to completely absolve Timmer. Oh yeah, he was a big part. And now the funny thing is, I I said this in the TCB group chat. The other day, the man that the Buffalo Sabres needed in 2014 was Jason Bottrell. <laughs> yeah. The man that everybody and their mother wants in the GM chair right now is Tim Murray. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Is that a fair assessment? I, I Yeah. Because yeah. everybody on Twitter is saying they got to make a move. They got to make a move. And, and I'm not saying they shouldn't make a move. It, you don't have to mortgage your future to make a trade. You don't. You can trade a fourth round pick for a guy right now. like Or or you can go trade Victor Rask for Nino Niederreiter. Or trade for Charlie Coyle who just got traded to the Boston Bruins for mm-hmm. Ryan Donato in a fifth round pick. And thank God we don't have to hear the name. Charlie Coyle yeah. brought up 30,000 times a week. On is he going to be a free player. agent then? Myself? He's got another year left on his contract. But who on the Sabres is equivalent to Ryan Donato? Who? Uh, the
1: closest thing would be KC, middle, stat, probably. I mean, prospect Rodriguez?
0: Rodriguez is still a lot older than Donato, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Thompson? Mm-hmm. Like, do we really want to trade Tage Thompson? I mean, a lot of people are down on no, him. No, no. But, I mean, Thompson's certainly not untouchable for me. No. But. Uh, Charlie Coles doesn't do it for me. He Yeah, he definitely improved the roster, 100%. percent mm-hmm. But. hmm I'm I'm looking at this and the same thing with Victor Rask. People are like, "Oh, you could have traded for Nino Niederreiter." Who on this team is Victor Rask? Yeah, I mean the Wild are probably like, "Hey, he's got term. He's having a. He's having a couple down years, but hey."
1: What you're saying is we have no pieces on the main roster that are worth a damn.
0: Yes. Much. Yeah. I mean, you're not trading Casey Middleset for Nino Niederreiter. That's mm. Pretty much a given. You're not trading Jack Eichel. It's obviously obvious that the Minnesota Wild were eyeing a center in this Mm -hmm. trade. Does Vladimir Sabotka get you Nino Niederreiter? No. No. Sabotka is nowhere close to Victor S. (laughs) Gergensons, Larson, no. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear it. The Sabres could not trade for Nino Niederreiter in a one-for-one bum trade like that, like Victor S. Come on. I'm looking
1: at our draft history.
0: Uh, so, 2016. Vojtek Budik. Vojtek Budik, yeah. What's he up to? He, I actually looked him up the other day. He's in the second Czech league. Okay. The Sabres did not sign him. 2016 draft was kind of rough. Kind of yeah. rough, but Brandon silver Jadon lining not, here. Yeah. Uh, the Sabres used tri- Cliff Pooh to acquire Jeff Skinner, and I want to touch on Jeff Skinner here. Mm-hmm. And Bottrell said they're talking. They're still talking contract and word has come out that the it might even pass the trade deadline uh, and Skinner might not be signed. So how on a scale of 1 to 10, how fearful are you that Jeff Skinner might not be a Saber on July 1st, 2019? I'm at a 4. I think we'll get it done because if, I agree. I I would give if, mine a 4 as well.
1: And I, I if Jason Bottrell knows this too, if he doesn't get this deal done,
0: Oh yeah. He's out the door. I yeah, you gotta I mean Jeremy White was saying on the radio this morning, what has Jason Bottrell what does he have to show mm -hmm. minus the Skinner trade?
1: Yeah. We lost the O'Reilly trade.
0: And I mean if Skinner doesn't re
1: sign, then I mean, did Hurricanes win that trade? Yeah.
0: No doubt. Unless those picks just turn out to be nothing, but
1: Well even then you're losing Yeah, but you still at the very least there's no winner.
0: Yeah, it's just a toss up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's
0: just a dud trade. Yeah, and like I mean, Bottrell deserves some criticism here. Yeah. He has had plenty of time to put his stamp on this team. And I I trust him. I think what he's doing is right, building for the future. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you become Tampa Bay. Yeah. And let's not forget, Tampa Bay was bad for a long time. I mean they had that one off year where they went to the Eastern Conference Final, and then the next year they were picking third. Mm -hmm. They got Jonathan Durant. But that's how you become Tampa. It's developing, finding guys late in the draft. Can they find a Nikita Kucherov? They're not going to find the best player in the league in the second round, but can you find somebody in the second round that can come up and be an impact player? Anybody. When was the last time that this team – found somebody late that actually amounted to be something. When? <laughs> Ryan Miller. <laughs> like, uh, seriously. Um, not recently. No. They've gone, even under this regime, they've gone with a safe pick in the second round. There's
1: somebody out there right now saying Victor Olofsson. I know it. He
0: Yeah, <laughs> but he could be. He could be that guy. But, I mean, he's still not ready for the NHL, 100% at least. He hasn't proven himself. So... When is this going to happen? They don't even have a second-round pick this year. They might not have a third. They probably will. I'm not anticipating Connor Sherry getting 40 points or 20 goals. But, like, what are you going to do here? The way to get the best players possible is the draft.
1: Mm -hmm. And it is imperative we do not trade any of those first-round picks in my book because... I want to use they could. All of them. They could. Mm. I.
0: Part of me wants them to. Don't do it. Boschel. Part of me wants them to select all three picks. But yeah. another part of me is sick and tired of just being bad every single year. you, you get what I'm saying. Listen, like, one of those on. picks
1: is not going to get you a guy that's going to take you to the playoffs. We're exactly. Too, we're too far but it away. It could help. It we're, could help. We're too far away. By the time those three guys are ready to play, that'll be the time in which maybe we're ready to play, maybe we're ready to contend, okay? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to trade one of those guys that's a future for a dude who is going to come in, play two years, and then be out the door. It's true.
0: Right? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. But oh, this, just this is still sucks. very much it's, a building it's, team. It's a tough argument. But it's you a tough argument. You
1: know what is just the worst thing about this whole season for me is that we could say this is the same team as it has been and we could say that the streak was all luck, but they still won the games. But and not just that. This was a different team before the the first Toronto game. Ristolainen was playing like he's never played before. Yeah. The goaltending
0: was sensational. Uh, Jeff Skinner was at his peak. Every. Eichel was fan. Eichel has let's yeah. Let's be real here. He has. He's not the same Jack Eichel that he was in the beginning of the season. No. He's still playing very well, but. Jack Eichel took his game to a completely different level around that streak.
1: But we were, we were—you could just see it when you watched. We were a better, more sound team before mm-hmm. that Toronto game, and then the wheels just came off. Yeah, like it's not just—not it, n- all of it was luck. This team was much, much better. You could see it on the film. You're right. So it's not just. Oh, they have
0: regressed. There's no ifs yeah. ands, or buts about it. They have, and it's
1: not just oh they got a few lucky bounces and won a bunch of games in overtime. No, this was a good looking team for a while. We were above 500, as important as as stupid as it sounds. They were
0: competing every night. Yeah, that's something that you couldn't say about Sabres teams in a very long time. Yeah, they were scoring goals. Something was going right. Yeah, even if it is
1: lucky, you're scoring five goals. You're scoring six goals. You're staying in games. It was a different team, and something just happened. I don't know. Maybe like like uh, Kyle Pozo, I believe it was who said a couple weeks ago. Maybe they just lost that. He this, these weren't his words. They lost that killer instinct, or they never had the killer instinct. Where you win a game and you think, okay, we're gonna win this next one too. They don't. They don't have the ability to uh, build that confidence. And I, I don't know what somewhere along the way it just. It's it's something mental with this team. The clock struck midnight.
0: Yeah, it, it it's, it has to be mental at this point with this team. It can't be. And what are what are the common denominators here? Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah. Johan Larsson, Zemgus Gergensens? As much I don't as... need to see these guys anymore. Every no. time that uncoachable comes up in the media here, Rasmus Ristolainen's name yeah. is front and center. You're not going to win with these guys. You've had them for five, six years
1: now, yeah. almost. You're not going to win to them. It's that simple. You're not going to win with Phil Housley. He's not a playoff coach. We don't have playoff players. We don't have smart players, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Jake McCabe, he needs to be traded, too. He's part of the the failures to here the losing well. culture. Yeah, and you can get something for him. We're not going to do anything with these players. They aren't going to be part of our future when we're winning, if we ever win again.
0: This whole entire defense corps can go besides Darlene and Pilot. Yeah. All of
1: them. Strip it down. Restart. And let's
0: keep in mind, this is the same exact defense corps that was on the worst team in hockey last year, minus Darlene and Pilot.
1: And I don't know if he's going to be a free agent or if we could trade for him, but bring in Anton Stroman or something. He was scratched. He is a free agent. Yeah, sign him. He was scratched the other night because the Lightning are too deep.
0: Wow. I wonder what it would take on a shorter-term deal. what Would he really come here, though, realistically? He could be on the first line. He's a right handed shot, too. Yeah. Good mentor oh, for Dahleen. As long as the price is right, of course. Mm. But you look at it. Yeah, Tyler Myers, he'll be available. Yeah. Alex can, Edler might be available. We can completely reshape this defense yeah. this offseason. The don't... thing is, you trade wrist to line, and who's coming in? Mm-hmm. Who's coming in? That can help produce on the back end That's
1: Ristolainen is getting to that. I mean, you don't need a defense that can produce necessarily. I mean, after how That's after what you need now. After how long we've gone though with just bad defense, the strictly the defensive part of the game overall. Just get guys who are sound on defense and take care of the offense
0: later. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. This mm-hmm. draft. This a, feels like rock bottom.
1: Use one of the first round picks on a defenseman. Why not? Please.
0: And we, again. We've
1: we haven't drafted a, a first round defenseman in how long except for Dalene,
0: Mark Pessick. No, hey. not uh, Ristolainen and Zadora. And
1: Dalene but... was an exception because he's the he's the best available. Yeah, we wouldn't have gone defense. Draft a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. That's why our defense sucks because we don't draft them, and we have AHL guys. I'm sorry, that was kind of I'm, I've been ranting for five minutes now, but hey, keep going. It.
0: keep going, keep going. No, it.
1: it's just. Just draft. Like, how many how many defensemen have we drafted in the middle rounds?
0: Well, they went all defensemen last year besides one, Picard. Picard was the only forward they drafted last year.
1: Okay, yeah. You're... William... William Ward... Ward's crew. Oh, boy. Think he's ever going to be anything?
0: No. Probably not, at least. Miska and Linus Kronholm, Lindstrand Kronholm, and Samuelson. Like, this is, again... Why was Matias Samuelsson selected with the first pick in the second round? He's a safe bet. He's a safe bet for if you wa- what if you to watch be him? the next
1: what? He's a pylon, but I mean he can play in league. I guess
0: pylons. Is play that a what we're play. shooting for? Just a guy that can play in the league? <laughs> I know. Marcus Davidson, although going to be probably be a very good, capable third line center. Why aren't we shooting for the next Nikita Kucherov in the second round? Why not? Why can't it be Buffalo that makes that pick? Why not? Why can't it be us? But we're just gonna shoot for the guy that might be able that has a good chance of playing in the NHL.
1: Clearly this
0: team does not value defensemen. And this goes back further than Botchwell. Tim Murray couldn't evaluate defensemen to save his life. Yeah. I mean he traded Mark Pesek. He traded Braden McNabb for nothing. He like he couldn't evaluate defense he traded for Dmitry Kulikov (laughs) every defenseman that he brought in for the most part didn't do anything they were just liabilities for the most part so let's hope that they can right this ship because if they don't make the playoffs next year heads gotta roll I mean it they just have to be in the playoffs next year Mm -hmm. they have to and the ten game, say what you want about the ten-game winning streak, they were in first place. Yeah, and they were had at one point had an over ninety percent chance to make the playoffs, and now we're sitting at below five. Yeah,
1: that whole December test. If you're in for, if you're in the playoffs by mid mid-dece- mid December or whatever. That is trash. That like December feels like forever ago. Like mm-hmm. It's a whole other season pretty much after December. You can't base it off of that. That's just a lousy theory. We lived it.
0: They're just not a good team. They're not. They are not. And you have to hope that... I think Ristalinen is going to get traded in the offseason. I hope. They they can't... This, again, they have to do something. Mm-hmm. Something big, whether that's... Rustalainen, maybe it's Reinhardt. I don't. Ho- I don't want it to be Reinhardt. I think it's increasingly likely that it will be. Really? Yeah. See, do whatever you gotta do to improve the team. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Don't yeah. trade our first round pick. That Blues, the Blues and Sharks first round pick should be fair game if you can get somebody that can be under team control for a long time. That can help. If you can accelerate this process to get in the playoffs next year, do it. But if they're going to keep the picks, draft some damn good players, please. That's mm-hmm. all everyone wants. Draft, draft, draft.
1: Maybe it's time for a second rebuild or a third rebuild. This is the second rebuild. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- Whether you like it or not, they're still a rebuilding team. They still are rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing with Rist- trading wrist aligning. It's the exact same argument that you would have against trading Ryan O'Reilly. Who do you got to replace him? Mm-hmm. They trade line at the deadline. It's not going to happen, but who's coming up? Matt Tennyson? I mean, I would approve because it helps our chances at Hughes. Mm, I don't even want to think about that. I, I'm i not for tanking right now.
1: I think all of this needs to be reevaluated after the draft. Because mm-hmm. we get a really good forward.
0: You can get some nice pick. You can probably get a roster player and some draft picks because Brian Lawton, former NHL GM, was on WGR last week and called Ristolainen an elite, elite player in this league. There's got to be a guy or two out there in the front office of a National Hockey League team that value Rasmus Ristolainen as a very elite player in this mm-hmm. league. Whether that's Keith Gretzky in Edmonton, who they really need a right-handed shot defenseman, and that whole entire tire fire of an organization has a reputation of making questionable trades. Mm-hmm. Can you fetch Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Rasmus Ristelainen? Is that doable?
1: I think if we're talking the Oilers, yes.
0: Can you get Oscar Kleffbaum and a first-round pick for Rasmus Ristelainen? Something like that.
1: Nothing is out of the realm of something, possibility. Just those.
0: something. Can they win a trade by a mile, please? Just something. Something that will give us hope for next year. Mm-hmm. Can we get another surprise Jeff Skinner-like trade? Yeah. I mean, it didn't take anything, really, to get Skinner. Who can would that be happen a similar
1: again? player like Skinner out there right now?
0: Tyler really? Toffoli. Really? He did score. He scored 30 goals a couple of years ago. Did he not? I can look it up. Something like that. But, I mean, Alexander Wenberg, he was in the rumors the other day. He had 60 points a couple years ago, and his production has trailed off. He's been playing with really nobody. I mean, Oliver Bjorkstrand's a nice young player, but that's really it. He hasn't played with Panarin in over a year. Hasn't really played much at all this year with Cam Atkinson. I don't think it'd take much to acquire Alexander Wenberg, and I think he would flourish playing in Buffalo in a more expanded role.
1: Toffoli had 31 goals in 15-16 and 24 in 17-18. He's a
0: goal scorer. He's not the quickest guy, but he will certainly help scoring here, Tyler Toffoli. If you can get him for cheap, why not? Definitely needs a change of scenery.
1: You know what I don't?
0: get is... And keep in mind the Sabres have been scouting the Kings recently. Whether that's uh, Carl Hagelin that's been in the rumor mill for Buffalo, but Friedman said that they looked at that, so I'm assuming that ship has sailed. But Steve Greeley, Sabres, assistant GM was in Los Angeles scouting two Kings games this week, or last week, whatever it was. So, watch out for that. They must be eyeing somebody up. I'm going to guess it's the Foley. It, it it it, has to be a guy like that, or I I don't want a player like Alex Iafalo. Really, I would take him, but I mean, I just because he's a hometown boy doesn't he's still a good player. I want someone who can score goals though, and it's hard to do. I know it's hard to swing a trade like It's that. not easy. I mean, the Sabers made it look easy last year, but it's not easy to get goal scorers. I'd draft him. I would give a lot to relive that Skinner trade. To be in that moment again. You know what? There are a lot of goal scorers in this draft. Read my draft ranking piece on thechargingbuffalo.net. Uh, actually, you want me to highlight some of the players here that were in it? Sure. All right, I'll just bring it up really yeah. quick. You can finish on that thought about Ayafalo. No, I mean, it's it's if you look at his production this
1: season, at least, it's like you're bringing in another Connor Sherry. And granted, would you rather have Vladimir Sabotka or a second Connor Sherry? And obviously you're going to go with... Oh, yeah. With the ladder of that, but still, I just I don't. Again, don't make a trade unless just for the it, sake of making a trade. Yeah, unless it's for a big time
0: game changing player that wants out of where he's at right now. Again, they they really do need better bottom six players though, mm-hmm. and I follow would help that. What about Alec and Martinez? I'd like him. Yes, thirty one. It's right. good contract though. Mm-hmm. I take him. What'll it take? He's got three year, I think two or three years left after That would this. be a
1: first-round pick because really. he is a, in my opinion, second-tier kind of defenseman up there. And I think that if you're a Kings team that's rebuilding clearly, uh, you're going to want to maximize you see, that return.
0: We don't have to trade these first-round picks. No. I would much rather trade Alex Nylander, uh Brennan Gooley, Brasps Asplund, Fitzgerald these prospects, Samuelson even, prospects that are already in the organization than even the Sharks pick mm-hmm. or the Blues pick. The Blues are on a roll right now. They've won 11 in a row. Like, I would much rather keep those picks and trade prospects that are already in the organization. I mean, can you swing a trade for Toffoli and uh, Martinez? What will that take?
1: Because
0: hmm. no, the Kings... Front office ain't that bright. No. What about here's an idea, Gabriel Velarde. Hmm. He, that it'd be a risk. Yeah. Trading for Velarde, the injury concerns and the fact that he might not play again. But can you get him for pennies on the dollar? Because he's still a supremely talented player. What happened? I think he's got back injury, back injury problems. But if you can get him for like, I don't know, Asplund. That's a calculated risk I'm worth that's worth taking in my opinion, because that's a center that has top six upside that can play on the wing, that can score and has offensive talent. If you can get him for cheap, I mean I don't think the Kings would trade him, but that's definitely something that is intriguing to me. The Kings are an intriguing trade partner, in my opinion. They got some guys with term that makes sense for this team right now. Toffoli is still like 25, 26. As long as you're not mortgaging the future on these guys, I think that would be a good idea. Now to the draft ranking. So uh, in this, I highlighted some storylines in the draft. WHL is really coming back. Uh, USA-born players, tons of them in the early rounds here. And I identified some draft targets for the Sabres, so you can read up more on some of these guys. I'll just highlight a few of them for each pick here Hmm. right now. So for hypothetical purposes, I said Sabres come short of the playoffs. This was before they lost three in a row, by the way. So I said hypothetically 15th pick for the Sabres. Blue's pick is at 18, and the Sharks pick is at 25. So I'll highlight a couple for the Buffalo pick. First, common theme here. We got one defenseman and three goal scorers point producers. Arthur Kaliev mentioned him a lot on the podcast, left winger from the Hamilton Bulldogs. He's going to well surpass 50 goals in the OHL this year. Scored over 30 last year, won the Memorial Cup. This guy, if he's sitting there, you got to pick him. He there are compete concerns, effort concerns. But they always say about the Russian guys, though. He's an American Russian. Oh, to be fair.
1: Well, still.
0: But they say that about goal scorers. Does Alex Ovechkin have compete concerns sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Jeff Skinner have compete concerns sometimes? Oh yeah. Thomas Vanek.
1: Do you see that? Uh, do you see his effort against Jonathan Huberdeau on the, the yeah. goal in the Florida game. Thomas so, Vanek. Yeah.
0: Compete. He was never a very hard skater. Yeah. So, yeah. what's why not? if the guy is going to score like 30, 40 goals in the NHL, why are you not picking him? Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Are we going to go for the safe pick in like Raphael Lavoie at that pick? Or are we going to pick Arthur Kaliev? Or are we going to try and go for a big boomer bust guy in Alex Newhoek? You know what? I can't wait
1: for this draft to come. Just so I could play with all these guys in NHL <laughs> and like expect them to hit my roster. Like, oh, another
0: guy, Cole Caulfield. Yeah, surprise here. Caulfield is an option for all three of these picks because who knows where this guy's gonna go? Really talented player, little guy, but a pure goal scorer, comparable to 30 goal scorer himself, Alex DeBrincat. So DeBrincat, mm-hmm. and then defenseman here just for namesake, Cam York. Okay. Uh, Big-time defenseman on the national team development program would be a really good fit in Buffalo. I believe a left-handed shot. All right, St. Louis Blues pick. Some really good players available at 18. There's Again, this is a good draft, a really good draft. Uh, first off, Connor McMichael. I think I have him ranked 14 this time around. And I love Connor McMichael. I've wa- I watched another one of his games last week. Did not fail to disappoint. And I think this oh, guy. He... Wait a minute. Hmm? This guy is going to. He is going to be picked in the top fifteen. Yeah. Just yeah. watch. Just watch. Yeah. Everyone's sleeping on this guy. I can't wait to puff my chest. I'll be like, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> uh, so he would be fantastic to play the center and win, center or wing over thirty goals this year on a loaded London team. This guy's good. Uh, watch him, please. Get the. You
1: you've said something about buying a London Knights hat. I think last yes. last week, uh, off the air, and now I
0: want to start buying like junior. Me stuff too. I want to it, I want a barrel. London Knights hat badly. A uh, couple more defensemen. Again, Caulfield is an option for this pick, as I highlighted. More Moritz Sider and Victor Soderstrom, both similar players in my opinion. I haven't watched a whole lot of them. I've probably watched a couple, two or three Soderstrom games. I've only watched Sider once, but. I think Sider has the potential to be a top-pairing defenseman in this league. Soderstrom as well. These guys are fantastic, smart, puck-moving defenseman, right-handed shot. I really want more. Like
1: Those are so hard to come by.
0: right Yes. Here. T- you got two of them right here. Mm-hmm. Sider, Soderstrom, uh, Broberg is a right-handed shot. Kind of a awkward skater, but... Really good offensive upside there. There is no shortage of really good players available here. And the Sharks pick. I only highlighted Spencer Knight, the goaltender here, in the scenario where they have three first-round picks. Because if you got the three picks, picking a goalie who has a potential to be a franchise guy is worth the risk, in my opinion at least. And then you you say, oh, we got Uko Pekalukunen. Who cares? Well, then you trade Uko Pekalukunen down the road, or your trade night down the road to help another position.
1: You can't bank on a goalie being a sure thing.
0: Yes, Remember when we all banked on Andre Makarov and who else? Nathan Lewin, all these guys from the past. Mm-hmm. Mika Nornan, I'm sure people banked on him being fantastic too. So You gotta pick the player that gives you the most value in a trade to your organization. You might even
1: be able to throw Enroth.
0: On it, yeah, Jonas there. Enroth. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah. So Knight at this stage in the draft would give Buffalo. He is the highest potential asset in this stage of the draft. Then we got a couple undersized players. Uh, Nick Robertson from the Peterborough Peets and Jacob Pelletier from the Moncton Wildcats. And it doesn't. Uh, ba- I'm sorry. Back to the
1: goaltenders again. You know, I love my goalies. Mm-hmm. Sp- having two really good ones that increases your ability to trade. Yeah. So you don't. You know, it's it can't do you any harm.
0: Why not? Yeah. Okay, uh, Robertson and Pelletier, two undersized players. Pelletier lighting up the queue, but again, I kind of put an asterisk next to that because I, a lot of players light up the queue I've but been saying his really name, good player. like, Pelletier. Do you think that? Do you
1: think? I think it's Pelletier. Pelletier, okay. Uh, that's
0: how I've heard it, okay. at least. But, like, in Quebec, they're probably like, Pelletier. Pelletier. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Robertson, brother Jason Robertson, Dallas Stars prospect. Uh, Robertson really coming on the scene as of late. People are finally starting to notice him after his solid performance at the CHL prospects game. I loved him at the Ivan Holinka. Fantastic player. I think I drafted him in my Nick franchise. Robertson. Nick Robertson. Real deal. Yeah, I drafted player. him in the second round. <laughs> uh can you tell how badly I want to play NHL? <laughs> yes. He's this guy right here is a big time NHL player. All oh, right, yes, uh, yes. what's next? Both. What do you want to talk about here? Uh, Hey,
1: can I talk about Ryan Miller real quick? Yes. You know I love my Millsy, mm-hmm. all right? Got to give a man a shout-out. All-time winningest American goaltender over, you know, John Van Biesbrook. I can't really think of many other American goalies. Jonathan Quick. Uh, Mike Richter was American. Uh, but, hey, Millsy is the one. He's the one. Put his number in the rafters. I know you did, You roll your eyes at that. He, he was the backbone of this team for so long. He is the standard for solid goaltending in this league. He is the goaltender. If I wanted to think of a comparison today for a prime Ryan Miller... What was that? <laughs> Wait a minute, what was that? I don't know. Uh, okay, but... Uh, if I wanted to think. What? Dude. Okay. If I wanted. this
0: mic stand is broken.
1: Yeah. If I wanted to think of. If I want to give an example of a, a, a guy who's playing right now who's like peak Ryan Miller, uh, Devin Dubnik, I think, is my close comparison to him. Just really solid. What? What? No thanks. He doesn't like my love affair with Ryan Miller. I love Milzy.
0: De- Miller was better than Devin Dubnik. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Devin yeah. Devin Dubnik's not a guy that retired your number. No way. No! No, I'm saying skill-wise. Okay. I'm not saying what? All right, all right. No, all no, right. no. I'm saying
1: playing style. No, no, no. I'm saying playing style. He's just really, you know, has the fundamentals all there. He's just a really good player. Ryan Miller, though, Why we? Uh, another thing that I, I forgot about the all-time wins thing. He's also... The topic of a trade discussion between the Ducks and the Sharks, which means our boy Millsy is going to have another shot at a Stanley Cup this season at 38 years old. Of he's course, 38. Yep, he's wow. 38. I think he's
0: got another. Does he have? A, I think he has another year left on his contract. No, he's he's no because
1: um I I saw that he could just resign with the Ducks. Oh, Okay. okay. Yeah,
0: I thought he had another year. Uh,
1: so Miller, I mean. And there's a purpose to this too. Martin Jones has not been good. Yeah, Dow. Do you do you really want to do you
0: really want to go with Aaron Dowell if something goes bad with well, Jones? Well, I would assume if uh, the Sharks do acquire Miller, Dowell would have to go back the other way. It'd probably be a one for one swap. That's a
1: deal because you're or not
0: have to trade Dowell elsewhere because Dow would have to be waived, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't he's want to got do that. a pretty sizable contract too. Mm-hmm. I think they they just signed him, him last year. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it's it's. They have a decision to make, but, and of course, I I think the chances of the Sharks winning the Cup, not as good as some of the other Western teams, but the guy wants to be close to his family, of course. That's why he's staying in California, but he's going to have a shot, and the Sharks are a real dark horse elite team,
0: and uh, so I'll have a team to root for in these playoffs. Better not help them. You know what? I want to see Miller win the Cup, but I want a higher Mm -hmm. pick. There's a chance. What if... I mean, he could play in the playoffs. He might. That would be awesome. Martin Jones is a sub 900
1: save percentage right mm-hmm. now, which is shocking. I don't know what happened to him. Imagine how good they'd be with good goaltending.
0: Yeah, the Sharks are a good team. Mm-hmm. They are a really. They're one of those really teams good team.
1: where you think of all their assets, then you just you go deeper and it's like, oh my God, they they still have Logan Couture. They have Thomas Hurdle. They. Vander they still have Joe Thorne, who's producing. Just had a hat trick the other night. Yeah, that's Boston. And he's he's only like a goal away from his total last year, too. Wow. Yeah, I get right. 13 last year. He's 12 right now. That
0: defense score, Vlasic, Burns, Carlson, solid. Yeah, Braun is good, too. Uh, it sucks talking about good teams. Yeah. And then you just feel like, hey, why can't Buffalo be good? Doug Wilson is a damn good it, GM. He is.
1: Mm-hmm. Does a good job. Timo Meyer, every,
0: again, don't give up on young players. Timo Meyer. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, this guy's a bust. Shouldn't have been picked ninth. And look at him now. Mm-hmm. Look at him now. Everyone's like, Timo Me-. Meyer's gonna get paid. He's probably gonna get like six, seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. Soft season. Yeah, they uh, they, they've they've built that team, man. They've done well. And despite not having high picks, yeah, too, which is good for them. Good mm-hmm. for them. What else? Oh, we haven't mentioned Kyle Poso. Yeah, I want to just sound off here. Uh, if you are happy that Kyle Poso it might never play again because of this concussion, you are a complete and utter scumbag. Yeah, that's all. I all I want to say. This man. Th- this is more than just hockey here it's a man's health a man that has young children Mm -hmm. a wife and a family and to anybody like his contract might be off the books okay whatever that's not something to get excited about no it's it's the man's health like this is a human being we're talking about here and again go read john vogel's piece in the athlete it was it was vogel right Yes. Or was it Tim Grant? I don't remember. But it was It was Vogel. Go go read that.
1: Oh, yeah, great. His contract's off the books. Yay, he can't take care of his family. Wonderful.
0: I mean, come on. Yeah. I think um, he would still get paid, though. Like, yeah, unless he yeah. retired, like, officially retires. But now's not the time to talk about the contract. It's about Oposo getting healthy again. And maybe he'll get back. For his sake, he shouldn't play again. Mm-mm. No, because what if I what want, if he what if it happens again?
1: I want him to retire just because just for his health. I don't want to yeah. see it happen to anybody. It, it's just, more
0: than just hockey.
1: Yeah, it's not smart to keep playing. Just you need to put your body ahead of it. It's not necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. And to the people saying no, no one's saying that. I've seen plenty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: plenty. And if you think he's a bad hockey player, whatever. That's not something I' excited about. Okay, no. I'm I'm done, but uh, my beef. I just can't.
1: My beef is with whoever let him get on that plane, because one, he didn't play anyway. Yeah, he was. New he wasn't.
0: He they was not diagnosed with a concussion. Yeah. And then days later, they were like, yeah, he's after reevaluation, he's got one. But they reevaluated. was it the plane? Him. Might have been. This was. It was
1: after the New Jersey game, though. He was diagnosed. He was diagnosed Tuesday, I believe it was. I, and i i don't imagine it's a good idea to get on an airplane with a concussion.
0: Is I that, don't think so. Is that correct? Dou- I, 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 I I wouldn't imagine that yeah, traveling via airplane is good for head injuries and
1: elevation and everything. I don't imagine that could
0: be probably made better. it worse, honestly. Yeah. Uh so shame shame to the medical staff for allowing him to yeah, go on the trip he got punched in the face like floored and i, I if he's not going to play anyway just let him stay home let him stay home
1: for love god
0: i just hope he's okay i know god forbid it's anywhere near the severity of his last concussion mm. and if it is i that that just sucks
1: oh man i just and oh. I was I was I was just leaving work when um the fight started. I was pulling out and like, I heard it and I was thinking like, why uh, why why he... does why does he have to be doing this like? Kyle, come on, don't.
0: Nobody fight. stuck up for him either.
1: Mm-mm. Because again, the team is soft.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, on you a somber what? note.
1: That is why I made a case for a guy like Ryan Reeves last week. Okay, we don't need production exactly, but we need somebody. Who can punch somebody's face in. And I say that, yet at the same time, uh this is one thing I want to talk about. Uh I don't like fighting. I haven't for quite a bit, really, since all this concussion stuff started coming into the limelight. Um and I, getting rid of fighting, like actual fisticuffs, let's tango at center ice it doesn't mean that you can't have chirping after the play and
0: and scrums after the play okay just don't let guys fighting just doesn't happen anymore honestly like but you can still does, have it in the game it just doesn't happen anymore when it
1: does but when it does it's unnecessary just don't i mean there's other ways to take out well you
0: don't really see those staged fights anymore really. well
1: staged ones don't happen but i mean just fights in general you can't let it happen it's just it's just it's it's barbaric i i don't I don't get it anymore. It's not... um, I mean, with all we know now, why would you support it? You know, with everything we know. I'm impartial. It's it's multiple... It's guys hitting each other in the head multiple times over and over. It's just... It's not... uh, I don't get how it has any part in the game, quite frankly. I mean, it's not the game of hockey. Fighting is not the game.
0: It's a new NHL. There's,
1: There's a lot more to the game's tradition than just fighting. If you say, oh, it's part of the game's tradition and history... That That is your that's your definition of hockey. Like, no, there's so much lore to the game behind, oh, let's beat each other up. Like, it's insulting to the game, quite frankly. I, I, I don't think there's a place for it anymore. And it's uh, disgusting. I hate watching it. I hate seeing guys do that and put their bodies through it. And uh,
0: I don't want it anymore, quite frankly. I'm impartial, but... Again, who doesn't love seeing a good fight? Sometimes, like Will Borgan, got in a nice fight in Rochester I don't. Last night, <laughs> if I want to watch fights,
1: I would watch professionals do it in UFC. Okay, I'm not. I don't want to watch these guys go out there because they feel like they have to to get paid. It's disgusting. I don't. I don't like it.
0: Oh well. Anything else you want to touch on? I know we ended off on a somber note here, but uh... I didn't ask for questions. I just didn't. You know.
1: Artemi Panarin pooped his pants.
0: Yep, Artemi Panarin pooped his pants. Might be the last time he poops his pants in Columbus. <laughs> what a way to go out! Because the trade deadline is on Monday. We'll, I <laughs> think we'll probably do an episode on Tuesday to recap the inactivity across the NHL because TSN and Sportsnet just like to hype up all of these rumors so people tune into their live coverage and then nothing happens. So, mm-hmm. again, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback. Whether it's good or bad, uh, we appreciate you all for, you know, sending us DMs. Uh, te- we I'd love to have a conversation with you guys. If you want to talk about hockey, you can DM us. We talk to a lot of listeners mm-hmm. daily. I try to get back to everybody on Instagram at least. Uh, we don't really look at the DMs that much on Twitter. So if you want to. Touch base. Instagram is a lot is more intimate way. and easy to access. Yeah. Uh, again, we'll be back on Tuesday to recap the trade deadline. We might do another episode on Thursday, depending on what's going on. But yeah, rough stuff going on in Buffalo, and it's only getting worse. You got Tampa, Washington, Toronto coming up. So buckle up. Buckle up. Well, hey, the playoff race is on. Yeah. You think the uh, Lightning gets 60 wins? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They might have 100
1: points by the deadline. How? Nikita Kucherov is going to have like 140 points, I'm convinced. He is going to set a modern record.
0: He is crazy. Cold-blooded Russian killer.
1: Patrick Kane is climbing the MVP ranks. If that team makes the... Oh,
0: if they make the playoffs, he's right, he's MVP. right in there. Yeah,
1: Yet I still feel like he's underrated.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd take him on this team any The day.
1: Blackhawks? I'm rooting for him. They're not the same old juggernaut Blackhawks, but they're fun don't to watch. Dylan Strome. They won 5-4 to four yesterday following an 8-7 to seven victory on Monday. They're just a fun team to watch. Strome, Kane,
0: Debrinkit. Oof. This was supposed to be an outro. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, any more thoughts you said? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 27 on the Charging Buffalo podcast. See you in the next one.